the Author to Author podcast series with award-winning author Pamela R. Haynes. Welcome to the podcast. Dalgetty Herbal Teas produce 100% natural high-quality organic teas using only the best ingredients. Available now from all major supermarkets or please visit our website at dalgetty.co. Dalgetty Herbal Teas. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night lovely listeners. My name is Pamela R. Haynes and I'm delighted to announce that I am now a twice published author of two books, Loving the Brothers and Loving the Sisters. I'm absolutely ecstatic. Thank you to those of you who pre-ordered my books. They are on their way to you now and I hope you enjoy reading them. Coincidentally, in today's episode, it is my pleasure to interview singer, poet, author and publisher Dame Winsome Duncan. Well, she's a dame in my eyes and much more. Let's jump into her interview now. See you on the other side. Hello there, Winsome. How are you? Hi, Pamela. I'm really well. I'm feeling great. You? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining me on the Author to Author podcast. It's great to have you here finally. So let, let's begin. Winsome, where are your family from and whereabouts are you based at the moment? Okay, so my mum is from Barbados. <laughs> I love their accent. It sounds like they're singing. And my dad is Grenadian, although he sees himself as a Grenadian was actually born in Trinidad so it's a bit of a cocktail mix but he does claim his Grenadian heritage (laughs) so I'm residing in uh, the London UK and I'm based in South East London Southwark. Okay thanks for that so if Barbados and Grenada are playing in a uh, cricket match which team would you support? Barbados sorry dad Okay, they didn't do too bad in the cricket just recently, the West Indies. So it's a group um, effort. And if you had to listen to music, would it be Patrice Roberts or Alison Hines? I don't know either of them. Can I say Rihanna? That's not very Caribbean. Caribbean They are (laughs) Soka queens in their both right, in their both, but in the in both in their rights, uh, they are Soka. Monarchs. So Alison Hines is a Bayesian soca artist and Patrice Roberts, I believe, is from Trinidad. So hence the question I was asking you. Look them up, Winsome. Wow. Look them up. They're fantastic. Very, very I'm not talented. a fan of soca though. So does that get me out of it? Does that get is that a get out not, of jail? Not really. Part? I mean, especially Patrice Roberts, she's been all over the internet at the moment on Instagram. So you would have heard this meme called Drink Water and Mind Your Business. That's Patrice Roberts. Yeah. So have a look into that as well. You'll see what I mean. It's just, she's just gone viral at the minute. So I'm a fan of both of them. So you said you're based in South London. Um, Have you lived in Suffolk all your life? Is that where you grew up? No, I grew up in the lovely Islington with my mother and my two sisters. So originally from North London. And when I moved to South London over two decades ago, it was a bit of a shell shock. Sorry, Sav. Yeah, it was really different culturally. And I didn't know then, but this was where I was going to cut my creative teeth in the forms of poetry, singing, and then eventually book writing. Okay, hold on to that because we're going to get there in a minute. 
But um, oh, the next question I had to ask, so you've already answered, you have two uh, two sisters, but where are you? Are you the, the eldest, the middle child or the youngest? I'm eldest of two sisters and I feel young in spirit, that helps. Um, so that comes with, <laughs> being the eldest comes with responsibilities, doesn't it? They still don't listen to me, they just do their own thing. So I don't know how responsible that is, but I do have uh, two lovely twin nephews and niece who they both inspired who well my niece is born on my my birthday actually um in October so yeah they both inspire me when I'm writing children's books so it's kind of cool really so what was school like for you growing up in the that would have been the 1980s well I moved around a lot um, of different schools I had a lot of interrupted education so it was a little bit disjointed if I'm honest when I was in primary school in year 11 I was ill with uh, meningitis just before we we broke up and left and then I went to another school when my mum got her permanent flat in Islington and broke my leg there and (laughs) these these memories of not quite being present at the 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 finales sort of thing so I guess I always had a sense of uh, not feeling you know uh, closure in 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 my primary school years um and then I went to Elizabeth Garrett Anderson School in Chapel, at the end of Chapel Market, up Chap, we would say. And uh, that's the same school that Michelle Obama, former first lady of the United States, has been to not once, but twice. And it's home to people like Lily Allen and Alexandra Burke. Oh, wow. All right. And I didn't know that they went to that school also. So you're an exquisite company then in terms of people who have gone on to be successful. But Winsome, you talk openly about managing your dyslexia. What were the challenges for you? Well, I just scribble, Pamela. I don't really write. <laughs> Sometimes I look back, like even today I was in a funding meeting and they were, she said, you know, send me over your notes and I'll read it through. And I was like, you're not going to be able to read them. She said, no, I'll be fine. So when I was reading them back to her, I couldn't even read what I was writing. She was telling me what I wrote. So uh, it was actually quite funny. But yeah, I'm still a scribbler always using my spell check. I think dyslexia, Pamela, is at the heart of my creativity. I really do. I think that's the hub. Even though I am dyslexic, I am a very good editor. So in stories and editing book, it, it comes in handy. But never ask me to proofread the book because you'll be waiting all day. My main versions are auditory and visual is how I'm mainly affected. But I use it as a gift and I have all people time telling me, oh, no, that's not the right thing. Change your name on a post. And I'll be like, oh, OK, thanks. Didn't realise. <laughs> but it's cool. I'm friends with dyslexia and um, it's a part. My neurodiverse side is, a, is, a, is now an integrated part of me. And it is a part of my story and it hasn't stopped me from being successful. I'm not at all. As I said, you're in exquisite company in terms of people who have suffered from dyslexia. Thinking of Lewis Hamilton as one of them, the people, and look how successful um, he has been. It hasn't been a deterrent. We just, just learn in a different way and has been creative in a different way. But so tell me then, who is Lyrical Healer? So Lyrical Healer is one of my alter egos. She is a poet and a singer. And when I first moved to Southwark, I went down that road of going to like the clubs in Brixton, 
and the open mic nights around South East London, which was, you know, on Coal Harbour Lane and really quiet. It was a really organic time. You know, you were really embraced. It wasn't like full of competitiveness that it is today. And I made a lot of friends on that journey. And then I would do open mic nights popular open mic nights which a lot of the poets that you see today on television cut their teeth on which was really interesting so it was nice to be a part of the culture that raised poets if you if if you want to call it like that and poetry is my first love uh, before writing any books poetry and me although I don't do it as much we are friends and my first book was The Food Spiral. It's actually a classic now because it's out of print. So anybody that's got that in stock, it might be a worth a few bob. I think I saw it on Amazon for £60. I was like, wow. Hey, someone's going to buy that soon. So, um, yeah, so so Lyrical Healer's a poet. Uh, I did try on a milestone birthday a few years back to bring out an EP but again, and this is a lesson, I think, to everybody, you know, listening in under the sound of my voice, own your stuff, own your music, own the rights, because they shelved the project. And it was a really uh, difficult time because we had everything ready and we brought out a single and we was trying to push it. And it just, I think what happens, what I learned from that is when you're trying to, to go and push and work with other people's agendas, it can mash you up. So although what came out of it was a was was good music and the producer was sick and everything, um, it wasn't with the right type of people. You know, my people call me back, my people email me back, my people pick up the phone. So yeah, so it was the wrong group of people that I was working with. Okay, sorry to hear that, but are you willing to read maybe one of your poems from from that period of time? Well, I haven't practiced anything from then, but I do have a current poem that I'm willing to read. Okay. And it's taken from our number one bestseller, Pioneering Women Speak, Volume 1, Transformative Leadership on the Rise. And it's an anthology of nine dynamic women who came together to tell their stories. And I did this poem to represent every, you know, woman that, that reads it. So I shall begin. Arise, warrior queen. Pioneering women speak at the crest of dawn in tongues of ancient wisdom, robed in the secrets of a wise sage given to the ages in Kenty cloth. Her crown is coiled in the silver of her hair and her need to care. Even in dizzying heights of fear, she dresses well for the occasion. Practicing patience underneath her fragile wings that glide over mountaintops in anticipation. No, she will never stop. Wrapped in purpose, pain and passion. Her eyes that glisten like gold. She is on a mission to rediscover her whole soul. As she grows old gracefully in the wind, she knows tomorrow is never promised to the expectant. We commune and chatter around campfires, manifesting our deepest desires, spiraling ever higher, vibrating through the midnight wire, praying for insights to set alight our dreams. And when it all falls apart at the seams, I am my sister's keeper. And together we saw, transforming with eyes that sparkle and gleam, standing firm on tomorrow's dream. While we scream when rediscovering voices lost in childhood wilderness 
The healing forest is thick with promise of regeneration to pour forth into a nation. With bated breath, we hold hands at the mending fence, stepping forth and birthing all nations, becoming the ultimate healing creation. Woo man, take your stand and mount the shoulders of injustice. Take responsibility for her swelling pride and ego bathed that bathed her in protection and guarded her secrets till death while they whispered in the wind. May we begin to dance our blues into fluorescent orange sunsets that smell sweetly of forget-me-nots, a muse of her time, born to win. Creating a better reality is simply her designed destiny. While the world sleeps, her heartbeat to the circadian rhythm of sweet Mother Earth. She wakes up the sheeples hypnotized by foreign lands whilst holding the epicenter in the palm of her hand. Her placenta providing nourishment for aching sores. She looks up and walks away from closed doors. Arise, great warrior queen, for we, together, the mighty must stand. Arise, pioneering women, and make your demands. Such a powerful reading, Winston. How long does it take you to write something like that? Well, I do different editions and I go back to it. So that particular piece, probably one to two hours. And I remember in this particular instance, when it was the the editor, I said, no, 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 I need to go over it one more time. (laughs) And I actually actually did that. And I just sort of shine polished it, Christine, uh, to give it that that feel that brings now. It's just a word or a phrasing or uh, something you forgot to say and you need to add this because it won't be right if you don't. So I don't think the editing process is ever finished with, you know, poetry or writing a book. Um, And I think I've got it to where I want it to be. So I now just need to memorise it so that I can recite it and put more feels into it. Absolutely. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for sharing that poem. Let's move on a bit. When and why did you found Peaches Publications? So it would have been about six years now Peaches Publications first began. I was transitioning from one career into another. So prior to, you know, I was always publishing my books from since 2000, but that was just for me. And I did have a company called Employ Me and we were working around employability and getting people into jobs and work. and. Around the two-year mark, I kind of got disillusioned with two things. Bid writing with my neurodiverse self, it was just a challenge and really confused me. And the fact that, you know, I was motivating people that didn't want to be motivated to get into a job. And I realised that I actually liked working more on business startups than finding people work. So those two things changed for me very quickly and I decided, okay, what else can I do to bring in an income? And it started with book publishing and um, some of my earlier clients, you know, one wrote about their, their, their relationship to the criminal justice system and another one wrote about being motivated in finances her name was Barbara Anderson managing on nil every year was her book so it just grew from there and I put the word out 
And it was really interesting because Pamela, I had a free website for about two years of that that first, you know, sort of solidifying and cementing everything. Because I thought, mm, I'm not really sure what I'm doing with this hair. And as it began to grow and get popular, I thought, oh, no, 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 no. We definitely need to get the real deal and just just go for it. And I did. And it it has been one big, interesting journey, ups, downs, left, right. I've met some people with some phenomenal stories. And they've been held to me to, to you know, bring out, create, nurture. And there's only one of me, <laughs> so no one else will do what I do and vice versa. So it's a real honour to serve people and to not only get their stories out, Pamela, but to help them to create things like book businesses and, and market their books. Where does the name come from? Peaches. Good, I'm glad you asked me that. Not many people ask me that. And I'm just like, why would you not answer that question? So Peaches came from Life is Peachy, Life is Sweet. And a lot of the time, we've got to look at life as whether our glass is half full or our glass is half empty. It's just the way that you look at it. But the fact that you wake up every morning with breath in your body to start a new day, that's a pretty sweet deal and it's pretty peachy. And it's not about, oh, I like uh, the fruit peach. Not really. Take it or leave it. They are nice fruit. But it's just more of the sentiment of the sweet, juicy life like I think the Americans say it oh I'm peachy how you doing today Pamela I'm peachy (laughs) so life is life is peachy life is sweet that's that's where it came from wonderful how many books have you published since you started six years ago well you're trying to get me in trouble now someone asked me that question and I really didn't have an answer and I sat down struggling thinking how many authors have I published and I really don't know but approximately I would say 40 50 because there's just loads and loads of projects and there's some projects that I do that are not peaches in terms of they're either independently published or they're not even available for commercial sale it's a private project so that's why I can't I lost count oh wow oh wow but that's wonderful though to give life into somebody else's dreams because um, when it comes to goal setting publishing a book has to be quite high up there on the list of things that people would like to do and um, may not get a a foot in the door with a traditionally published um, company and there are good independent publishers out there like yourself who can give life to their dreams is that how you see yourself in your, your vision of what you're trying to do yeah you've nailed it you've nailed it because I mean, the whole interview, we can talk about publishing of traditional versus independent versus self-published, you know, and independent publishers are frowned upon. But what people fail to realise is that if you've got an ISBN from a particular agency, you're just like a penguin. You're just like a Skullsters uh, book, a random house, you know, all of those people. So it's, it's a lot of misrepresentation and they only want you once it's all blown up and that you're getting all of this fast traction and attention. And then once you've hyped yourself up, like, for example, Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, they only wanted her once her book was selling X amount because it is about money. 
whether creativity comes into it, I don't really know. But it, it definitely is about numbers. And I'm not even going to get into, or maybe I might, the lack of equality that is within the publishing industry and the indirect prejudice and racism to authors of colour that live in the UK and we're practically invisible and our white counterparts will get X amount of millions. I mean, it's a joke and it really makes me angry, but I'm doing my thing with or without these people. Would I accept or consider a traditional publishing deal? Yeah, just to, you know, see what it's like, but it would be on my terms. It wouldn't be, oh, I'm getting 10% of anything. No way. Thanks for the answer. But in terms of trends and synopsis and book ideas that are coming to you, what would you say are the most popular genres that are trending at the moment? I always miss trends, Pamela. (laughs) I do. I'm just not like when Clubhouse came out, it took me ages to want to be on there. And then when I did be on there, I was like, I had to buy a new phone to get on there. So I just... I'm not a fan of trends, really. I just like to do my own thing that is spirit-led. But currently, I think there's some buzz around superheroes, Black superheroes. I think there's a narrative here, and more so in America, to be frank. There's also a lot of diversity books going on. Blended family books seems to be quite a trend as well. And I I don't tailor my writing for trends. Uh, I tailor it to what I'm spiritually led to do and the fruits will produce uh, itself in, in that way. Uh, I think they say follow fashion. I'm not in a, I don't follow fashion. I set the trend. I am the trend maker. Oh, that was fire. That was fire. Thank you very much for that. Well, I have attended your Just Write It and your Just Market It courses and um, I have your books here by the same titles on my shelves at the moment. How important is it for you to look at different streams of income and, and expand your business in that way? It's how I survive. It's crucial. You know, like being on a heart monitor, checking your heart pulse to make sure you're still alive. It's just like that. And for me, multiple streams of income is a must for anyone that has a book business and I just feel personally that you can't just look at a book as a revenue stream you have to look at the way in which you can upsell so me publishing other people's books is a way that I can make a living and earning an income through it and that is a real key thing as far as I'm concerned so yes it's vital Yes, you need to diversify your income and not just make it a book. Think about an online course. Think about coaching. If you're going to enter the coaching arena, try not to do coaching as one-to-one. Try and do it as one-to-many because that will work better with your time frame. Thank you so much for that answer, Winsome. Let's talk about Sleep Baby Sleep and your ambition to write 100 children's books I read uh, yeah I read uh, Sleep Baby Sleep today and I have to say I'm so impressed by the cover and the illustrations that you have in the book as well it's um, in terms of representation it's really good to see black babies black families reflected in children's books 
So congratulations on that. Thank you. That book also went to number one, which was really kind of cool. That, that, that particular one is taken from the Bouncing Babies series. So Sleep Baby Sleep, uh, you have Talk Baby Talk and Smile Baby Smile. And then there's a lot more in that series. And the guy that we work with, he's really great in creating people of colour, mums, dads, children's. So that's baby Milo. He's so cute. He's so, 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 so cute. And in the, in the storyboard, I wanted to make sure that, you know, he was of a darker hue and just you know, parents go through a lot. And when your babies are young, getting them to sleep can be just next to impossible, right? So this whole thing of sleep, baby sleep was what parents go through regularly. Come on, come on, it's time to go to bed. And stuff like that so that's really a struggle for them and I see with my sisters as well when their children were growing up so I just wanted a book that could be an easy read you know and early years read and it was a new way in it was edited by Linda Green she's amazing and we've got more coming from the series and um, I did little reading online of it so if you want to type in sleep baby sleep read aloud you will be able to you know, play it at night with some sound effects, which are really cool. When you were on TV recently on um, YouTube television with um, one of the books as well, was it Sleep Baby Sleep? I think it was, yeah. Kusoma, yes. he's amazing. Um, it's a guy called Francis and he's new and he allows authors like you and I, in particular authors with children's books, to use his platform to create some promotions for us and he doesn't charge for it it's just him giving back because he's got two girls and it's it's amazing it's amazing so I really enjoyed his setup he was professional polite courteous and I'll be looking forward to working with him more to do the Winsome show and he's just got such a good heart uh, and again his story was like in lockdown he was a teacher and he just decided no I'm not doing that I'm going to follow my passion and his passions media and he does it so well and then that's his hat over there and then he does the comedian interviews as well which is really cool when uh, goes and, and records shows and just an all-rounder good guy and how we met was through you know social media um because I saw one of my authors on there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Let me get out in touch with him. And that's how it all started. So I'd always encourage authors to think about how they can get onto influencers platforms because it's key to your business, to the search engine optimization, to go higher up in the rank. And it's just a must, really. So look out for it. Sleep Baby Sleep, Kosoma Studios. Yeah, I'm sure I've listened to it already and our listeners will also enjoy having to having to watch the show as well. So Sleep Baby Sleep was a number one Amazon bestseller. What's next in the in the range of those books? Well, now that's I love these questions. Gosh, you're naturally gifted. I didn't Thank know you. what to expect, but you're really going into the depth of who Winsome is. Right. So without sparing all my soul. So I'm going to, there's just one more book I want to write and then it's a pause and I'm going to be raising the profile of all the children's books because it's all well and good wanting to write 100 children's book and I'm on my seventh one, by the way. 
And it's been, you know, within, what, six months now? Seven books within six months, I think. Who's doing that? We need to fund it as well, right? (laughs) We need to fund these books. So it'll be about raising the profile. My PR team uh, are taking me on a digital tour around the USA. And we are going to be introducing what I do to a USA market because it's limited. (laughs) Yeah, big up the USA. My brothers and sisters over there, big them up, big them up, you know, enough love to them. So, yeah, so so it's exciting time. Um, you know, I'm working with Adam Bradford, the Queen's Young Leader, and his team is amazing. And again, you know, he's putting big links in my way for future projects to happen and to be enabled, which you know will be revealed as it goes along. But this time I'm going to kind of, I won't say go into the shadows, but I'm going to be more promoting the books that we've got. And I'll be, I can give you a, a spoiler do you want an exclusive? Oh, yes, we love an exclusive. All righty. So here, here we go. Here we go. So we are actually going to be opening a shop front on the Etsy store, selling our superhero merchandise coming, you know, very soon. So uh, you can get your cups, your T-shirts, your mugs, of all your favourite characters that you've read in the book. And we've partnered with a print-on-demand company to get it out to you. So I'm really excited about that and we're getting ready to launch that very, very soon. So it, when it's, it's nearly in place. That's fantastic news. Congratulations on that because the market for superheroes is massive. You've, got, you've cornered a niche in terms of having diverse characters as well. And which child wouldn't want the whole, you know, the full Monty, wouldn't, wouldn't want the, the mug, the plate, the backpack, you name it, the key ring. Yeah, so that's wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. And it is what I expect from you in terms of diversifying as well. So I wish you all the all, all the best with those projects that you have coming up. So, um, Winsome, can we touch a little bit about you being a TV host, a podcaster, a radio host, all these things that you do? What do you do when you're not doing those things? Sleep. <laughs> I sleep. I Netflix and chill, literally. So in my downtime, I love watching African-American, African-Caribbean, African-orientated cartoons and TV series. And I really do get inspired by the work that I've seen people do. So my days are long. and They're different. Every day is different, you know. So in my downtime... I literally love turning on Amazon Prime or Netflix and finding a good old film to watch. I'm into all of those Christmas movies, you know, those lovely little romance, smoochy smoochies. I'm just soppy like that. So that's my thing. I'm into that. So you'll find me, you know, chilling with a bag of crisps, just unwinding and maybe a a glass of something bubbly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's what I do in my, my, my downtime. Maybe I'll go and visit family and friends as well I like eating out and yeah that's what I do that's wonderful to hear that there is another side to you where you do get to do what you want to do and just chill out that's wonderful that you're trying to create a work-life balance for yourself because if there's one thing that I've noticed over the, the last four years you can be so absorbed in this in this book thing you know in terms of promoting your book and marketing your book and looking at what the next thing might be so it's wonderful to hear that you're creating some downtime for yourself 
Thank you. It's also important because as an author in the spotlight, I'm sure you understand there's many demands for your time, right? And you can't be all things to all people. That's what I've learned. I cannot be all the things to all people. So I used to take calls and emails and text people outside of business hours, you know, because I was just like, oh my gosh, I should be accessible all the time. But, you know, Jane, Jay Sainsbury's, Tesco, um, Asda, they close at 10 o'clock. They close at 10 o'clock. If you call them, you're not getting through. So why me? Why should I be? So I had to set some boundaries and actually put in a day off. We're available Monday to Thursday, 10 till 6. And I try and keep within that as much as I can because I need that balance. I need the, the sanity. And I'm also, you know, yes, I'm publishing people's books, but I'm also on my own journey as an author as well and pushing my dreams, hopes and aspirations. So it's important for me to make sure that I'm well balanced because you've got migraine, stroke, high blood pressure, and then, you know, you'll be at someone's eulogy and be like, oh my God, oh, such a shame, them so and so dead, and all of that. So it's about more life. Oh, absolutely. And I'm a firm believer that if you don't stop, your body stops you. And it, uh-huh. it would be in the worst possible way in all the ways that you have described. So it's good to know that um, you are prioritizing yourself. And you're prioritizing your health as well. It's absolutely fantastic. So thank you for squeezing us in then, because it is outside business hours. But if people wanted to get hold of you because they're interested in maybe writing a book or maybe they've written something already and they want to become a published author, how can people get hold of you? Okay, so... If you want to publish a book, it's www.peachespublications.co.uk and it lists all of our publishing packages and services and editing, proofreading. Uh, we even get website built for authors. So all of those things are available for you. And if you want coaching with myself, like book confidence coaching or a member of my team, it's www.bookconfidencecoach.com. And over there, you'll be able to get support with our online course, Just Write It. And I do some lives to support that. So you'll be able to get involved in that. And we'll work through the questions that you have and create your book because you just need the formula. And I was in a session yesterday with a client. She was just like, oh my God, this workbook is amazing. I said, all right, well, thank you for an Amazon review then. Uh, but she just was like, yeah, it just tells you what to do. And I thought, oh, thank you. That's very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I love the books. I'm looking at them now. The Just Market It book and the Just Write It book as well. And you know that my copy is well fund. You know, I'm always going through my, the checklist to make sure that I'm heading in the right direction. Writing a book is one thing, but being able to market it globally is another um, an, an another skill totally. So I highly recommend your books as well. Will there be a Just Publish It book? You know, I've thought about it. And at this point at the moment, no. There will be a Just Scribe book, which will be a workbook just for authors to, I think a low content book for authors to use just to write in their ideas, map out their stories and stuff like that. And that will kind of complete that trilogy. I don't have the time 
to sit down and do another big book like that doing just market it I've done it in a short space of time like seven to nine months and it did it just took a lot out of me because I had to think about what I knew know and put it into the words and it there's even so much more but I didn't want to overwhelm the masses and authors are happy to sort of come be a vanity author and not really set up a book business and not be interested in the marketing side which fascinates me it's not oh, yeah. for everyone, but there's small individuals percentage like yourself who are bold, who are brave, who will go out there and collect their Amazon star ratings and go and make links with people all over the world, go and get sponsorship from Dalgetty and do incredible things, you know. And I just feel like being on this show was an honour. I kept looking in my diary and thinking, right, I don't want to get the time wrong. I don't want to turn up late. I want to make sure that um, I'm there because I know how serious and committed you are, Pamela, about your book writing career. And it just, it, it, it just, it, it makes my heart burst with joy to just see you show up and learn and be willing to learn and open. And I'm sure this year is going to be your best year yet. And, you, you know, I just pray for more blessings to be over you because it's very seldom that we see authors of your caliber so committed to the artistry of writing and telling stories like you are. So, more props to you and your empire. Well, bless up, Winsome. And you know that you're my girl crush and have been for quite some time. I feel that you give out so much um, in terms of, um, you know, your personality, your vision for other people. Um, I mean, you're ev- you're everywhere. I looked on, I'm new to Clubhouse. I only joined back end of last year. Winsome is already there doing her stuff. It has to be one of the best clubs on Clubhouse at the moment where you give away so many nuggets, you know, and every time I think, well, I'm getting ahead, you set the bar higher and higher for us to um, reach to. Um, so your journey has been incredible. You inspire so many people. And I just really wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you for all that you have shared with me in front of the camera and behind the camera, in front of, um, you know, different platforms, but also behind the scenes. You um, always seem to ring me at just the right time when I need a word of encouragement, which has just been fantastic. So I want to wish you all the best with your projects coming up for 2022 and beyond. It's been a fascinating interview, which I'm sure we will have to have you back on again at some stage. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you and to wish you all the very, very best. I hope you enjoyed listening to my interview with Winsome Duncan. It's competition time now. What is the name of Winsome's publishing company? Taking part in the competitions couldn't be easier. Contact me on Instagram at lovingtheauthor with the correct answer for your chance to win a copy of her book. Have a wonderful week ahead and bye for now. Please join Pamela R. Haynes for another Author to Author podcast coming soon.